today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. This is a, a, a holiday down in the States. It's Memorial Day weekend, of course, as uh, they honor the uh, people of, who served in the U.S. military and, and sacrificed with their lives, of course, uh, for the causes of freedom. And uh, I know that uh, President Biden's going to be at Arlington Cemetery a little bit later on for a ceremony, as there will be in other parts of the country as well. But uh, the president is uh, not taking the day off. He is, uh, again, asking American intelligence officials to step up their investigation about the COVID-19 pandemic's origin. Sagar Magadi has the details. The Biden administration for months minimized the possibility that the virus originated in and then escaped from a Chinese lab. In a statement, the president says most of the intelligence community says there are two likely scenarios, a lab accident or the virus naturally spreading. Spokeswoman Corinne Jean-Pierre says he's giving intelligence officials 90 days to keep investigating. To dig a little deeper, to double down. While pushing the Chinese to cooperate, the president acknowledges the virus's origin may never be known, given Beijing's refusal to fully work with investigators. Sagar Magani, Washington. Joining us to talk about this is uh, Brian J. Karen. Brian, of course, is political analyst with CNN, executive editor of the Sentinel Newspapers and White House reporter for Playboy. Uh, uh, Brian, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for taking some time with us today. Sure, glad to be here. Just had the and other Memorial report. Memorial Day from the state. I do appreciate that. Uh, let me ask you, I, I, you rarely hear the words uh, uh, cooperation in Chinese government in the same sentence, but that's what the president seems to be asking for in a situation like this. Uh, information from that government is, is not usually forthcoming. How successful and what approach are the uh, American intelligence folks doing to try to get some of that information? Well, I think it's uh, two parts. I think they're going to try and redouble their efforts, or at least according to the administration when I asked them this last week. They're going to redouble their efforts to make sure they have all the salient information available to them that they thought they had but may not have. So they're going to comb through their own files and see what it is they actually do have. And then they're going to try and see if there's any new information from the WHO or from other countries. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of cooperation from the Chinese government. But I'll take issue with um, what was said in that report about uh, the president being dismissive about the possibility of an accident. I, I, going back over what he said on the campaign trail and what he said in the first days of the administration, they've always said that, you know, it's questionable. As, mm-hmm. And, in fact, uh, on the campaign trail, it was Biden himself who said, you can't believe anything the Chinese government tells you. So it's kind of gotten muddled because it was um, Donald Trump who's throwing, you know, whatever he could against the wall said it was a hoax and said it was a uh, he, he needed an enemy so he said china was the enemy um so it's that's kind of muddied the waters but there's always been an unanswered question as as to how it began although very few people think it's it's a weaponized uh, virus but that seemed to be the, uh, the the impression that trump was giving wasn't it brian at the time and it, like you yeah. say he wanted a fall guy and he was going to give the chinese government because the intention from the times i heard him talking about it uh was that this was intentional that you know, they developed this and they're the ones that spread it around the world uh the, the biden administration the president himself doesn't seem to be taking that attitude i, th- I get the sense that he's just looking to find out what happened yeah uh, donald trump was trying to say china is the enemy and the sad part is had he said the coronavirus is the enemy, he may have won re-election. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing you have to remember is that two Chinese researchers wrote a paper, uh, I think it was 16 months ago, that said um, that the virus probably originated from a laboratory in Wuhan. Um, then there was another paper that came out that said it was an accidental um, uh, transference between you know uh, animals and humans. So there's equal 
there, there, well, I don't know if it's equal, but there are two trains of thought of, about where it came from, and that's what they're going to try and find out. Ultimately, I, I don't think they will, but it would be nice to find out. Yeah, the uh, the sense that I'm getting here from uh, some of the comments made by some of the intelligence agencies and the folks involved in this is uh, just that that uh, they just don't know and and if you know failing information from Wuhan itself or even to be able to to go to that particular facility and do some investigation uh, there's not a whole lot of opportunity for them to find any new information is there? No, I don't really think there is and again this this goes back to Donald Trump and his zeal to first call it a hoax and, you know, I was sitting on the South Lawn, standing on the South Lawn when he came out that one day, the day before the first fatality in the United States, and said there would be no fatalities. And then after there were fatalities, he said, that, you know, there was a boat that came, you know, a cruise ship that came over that had isolated uh, people that were sick. And he said the deaths that occurred on that are all that's going to happen. Then you had uh, his minions show up in the press briefing room saying it was under control um, and it was a Democratic hoax, and then he was telling us to ingest Clorox, and, you know, all the stuff that Trump did just merely muddied the waters and made it much more difficult to ever really find a, an answer. The uh, We know the United States, of course, is a member of the Five Eyes, those countries, of course, that share intelligence information, Canada, the U.K., Australia involved in that as well. Uh, and, and that seems to be the source here right now. But you mentioned the World Health Organization a couple of minutes ago, Brian. The accusation against them, and I think with some validity, uh, was that they were playing a little too fast and easy and cozying up with the Chinese government, especially in the early days of, of the uh, the virus and the spread of the virus. Uh, have they changed their attitude, or are they still the concern, or are they a reliable source of information now? Well, I don't know how reliable they are because I, I don't know them personally. I do know that our government does not uh, consider them to be an entirely reliable source. Um, hence, I guess, the reason why you know Trump left the WHO, but um, Biden has taken the, the attack that, look, you join the WHO and you try to find out and change from within because you're going to have very little uh, uh, ability to affect change from outside of it. So he rejoined it. As far as its credibility it has been questioned in the past, and it will continue to be because of some of its more nefarious activities, which would take an entire show to go into. But <laughs> but they have been questioned, and, and rightly so, for some of the things that they've done. But nonetheless, um, there may be information there at the WHO that hasn't been shared that we may now have access to, which could help us determine the cause of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh and again, I guess there's a reticence there because, as you say, this this whole thing started with Donald Trump, a different attitude to be sure. But uh, I, I know Republicans right now are basically saying, well, it's about time that the president finally got on board with this. Uh, but the fact that he set a time frame for this, he got 90 days, I think it was, Brian, for these guys to come up with something. Uh, is, is that just so he can go back and say, look, I tried, I ch we checked that box, but there's just nothing here? I think deadlines are good. They're good for reporters. They're good for politicians. <laughs> Give them a deadline to come up with something. But, if you, you know, what you were talking about, Republicans, take anything the Republicans in this country says with a huge grain of salt. They don't want to investigate the insurrection on January 6th because they're all involved in it. So anything that they do or say is only about them. And uh, they've proven to be a, a party of insurrectionists and seditionists. So anything that they say on this issue is only said, and especially if Mitch McConnell is saying it, is only said to benefit themselves. It, there's nothing wrong with uh, going over and giving a, a deadline, going over the information and giving a deadline, and then seeing where it leads us. It may not be a definitive answer, but it may also 
point us in a direction that will get us to the answer. And as you rightly pointed out, he gave him 90 days to come back with something. He didn't say what that something is. Yeah. So you're right. They could use it as saying, hey, I tried and we failed, but we gave it, you know, the best college try. I, well, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about your podcast. I always tell our listeners to, to check out your podcast. It's called Just Ask the Question, uh, and it's some great stuff. The one you did last week uh, with Michael Steele, uh, I think, touches on a lot of the points you just mentioned about the Republican. Michael Steele, of course, is the, the former uh, chairman of the Republican Party years ago. and yep. was an advisor, I think, of the Lincoln Project, wasn't he, in the last election, Brian? Yep. Yes, he was. Uh, a very in, insightful conversation you had with Michael on the podcast, talking basically about, well, I, I think Michael explained it this way, the demise of his Republican Party. Uh, so many disenchanted Republicans right now, not just with Mitch McConnell, but with the way the party is going. Yeah, the, the Republican Party, I mean, look, they, they wanted to investigate the heck out of Benghazi, the Benghazi incident, which turns out to be nothing. We have an actual insurrection in our capital, which could have in the Capitol building, unheard of in the history of the United States. It needs to be thoroughly investigated by both sides. But the Republicans don't want to do it because, as Michael Steele said, many of them were involved in it. And, it's, uh, you know, the Republican Party is in danger of being taken over by the QAnon uh, theorists, some 30 percent of which are now in the Republican Party. The Republican Party continues to decline in numbers but it maintains its hold on power uh, in the most undemocratic fashion ever, uh, gerrymandering districts and voter suppression and lies. And until that changes, we don't have two parties in this country, which we desperately need. We have one party and one group of active seditionists. It's me. It, it, it looks like we're teetering on the brink of a, I, 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 you know, it's like the Dark Ages but a technological dark ages. It, I mean, people who believe in magic, for the love of God. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's frightening how daggone dumb some of the members of the GOP are and how gullible many Americans are. But, Brian, these guys are, are, are not hiding this. I mean, this is in broad no. daylight. I mean, the, you know, the incident of the Texas legislature last week where they, actually the Democrats had to walk out to a, avoid voting on, and again, some, some very problematic legislation that would have been basically, a, a, you know, disallowing a number of, of, of people that are allowed to vote in that state to vote in the next federal election. Uh, and they've done it in Georgia. They're attempting to do it in other jurisdictions as well. No, and the Dark Ages wasn't behind, you know, under the cover of darkness either. It was right out in the open. They, you know, they went after Galileo and anybody that, yep. you know, science and, and math were, were taken after. So that's why I say it's, it's scary. It's a technological Dark Ages. And um, until we get out of the, the the worst part of it, honestly, Bill, is that, you know, here we are looking at this and we look at science and math as demonic. That's just frightening and you talk to many members of the gop and they will say don't trust the math don't trust the science trust the people well it's hard to trust people when they are ignorant and made so by their government and and it's the stuff that gets out there that's just you know stated as fact brian and uh whose name escapes me now the one that just replaced liz cheney uh, basically saying over the weekend uh, that, look, we can get Donald Trump back in the White House. All we have to do is, is tell Joe Biden to leave, and, he, and Trump can just be reinstated, that, as if that's the legal explanation and the legal solution to their problem. And I, I'm looking at some of the response I saw on social media about that. People are simply buying that and said, yeah, that's what we should do. Well, yeah, how 
Going to go on a, into a QAnon conference saying, "Hey, we need a uh, we we need a coup like we had in Miramar." I mean, you know, that's just what happened to the United States. What happened to the us being a nation of laws? What happened to you know public discourse? What happened to you know honesty in elections? What happened to the U.S.? We still are answering that question, and it's. You know, I, I've said before, I don't think that Donald Trump is a cause. I think he's a symptom. And it's been ongoing in our government probably since Nixon. And it's uh, it's frightening. Are you surprised, though, that, that he still seems to hold sway? Because there were people, and now you were not one of them, to be fair, uh, that thought, look, at, after he loses in November, which he did, uh, he'll just fade away. Uh, you know, he'll kick and scream for a little while, but by Christmas time, he'll be a, a, just a postscript someplace. Uh, apparently, he still exerts a great deal of part, uh, power within that party and a great deal of influence within that party. Yeah, uh, there are those who are frightened by him. There are those who believe him. There are those who see their own greed and power served by him he is you know i, I mean if you want to put it in their uh, terms he you, know, you want to put it in the terms of, of the born again christians he might well be the antichrist but uh i'll put it in terms that are uh more you know uh grounded in in reality and he's a grifter and he's a grifter who has attracted a great number of people with his ultimate con i don't think he goes gentle into that good night i never have I but I don't think he runs for re-election in 2024. I think what you see uh, with those in power who are subservient to him is they're all angling for a position when he lets go and merely becomes a kingmaker. And he will, it, it's, you're going to have to, pry, I mean, the first prying him loose from the, from the tethers of power occurred when he lost the election. When he gets indicted, which is coming, he'll call that a hoax. He'll call it a witch hunt. And, lose a little bit more power then he'll have to ultimately find someone to fill his shoes and that's what all these people are angling for because they see the money and the power possible at the end of the you know warped yellow brick road that he's uh you know marching down uh, just about out of time, Brian. Thanks, as always, for this. Always uh, insightful to get your, uh, your opinion as, uh, and uh, some solutions as to what's happening down in the States. That's what very confusing times. And uh, I'll direct our listeners once again to your podcast. It's called Just Ask the Question. And uh, always some insightful stuff about the U.S. political scene. Uh, thanks, Brian. Enjoy the rest of the day, uh, your Memorial Day weekend, and we'll talk again soon, I hope. Sounds good, yeah, anytime. Love it. Take care. Brian J. Caron, of course, you can watch him on CNN uh, as a political analyst and uh, editor of, of the Sentinel newspaper chain as well. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.